Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Listeners should refer to the disclaimer in the episode notes and at the end of this podcast. People say if you're going to hold something for 7 to 10 years, why do you care what the price was yesterday versus today? Easy to say that, but we're all human, and even myself included, you just can't help when you see red on the screen or green on the screen, it just does it to you. Our way of combating that is just to remove it altogether. G'day and welcome back to Equity ASA, brought to you by the Australian Shareholders Association. Joining me today is Nick Nicolaitis from the boring but beautiful new investing platform Perla. Hello Nick. Hello. Nick's a co-founder of Perla, which is sometimes known as the anti-Robin Hood alternative that encourages long-term investment thinking. How long have you been working on Perla for, Nick? I think the idea probably started rolling around in 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, let's just say 12 months of looking at the market, looking at what people were doing, until we sort of really decided to focus on shares. So from 2018 to 19, it was design and build. And uh, then during 2020, it was time to turn it on. So we, uh, we had a period of beta, which was invite only. And so that brings us through to about March this year, which is when we really opened it up to the public. We haven't yet really pushed it, so it's still quite quiet, but we're building slowly. So how would you describe it? It's, like, it's, a, it's a brokerage app, basically, but it's a bit more than that, isn't it? Yeah. So there's the short answer, which is it allows you to buy any stock on the ASX, and soon it'll allow you to invest across major exchanges in the US as well. Fundamentally, buy and sell. Now, going back to when we started thinking about Perla, we weren't thinking about shares at all. We were actually thinking more about how everyday people either find it hard to talk about investing or money in general and some of the problems that that creates. So way back then, I was working for a family office who was managing the money of a wealthy family and uh, I was working in the investment team. So I walk in there and... Of course, I think, well, it's all about finding things to invest in to make more money. And yep, that's the day job. What I realized, though, was this office itself existed to help the family achieve its goals. So help the parents achieve a succession plan, help the kids with whatever interests they had in terms of their businesses. So that was this remarkable thing around how organized they were in articulating that goal. The second thing was how these family offices share. It's not about protecting your wealth and your IP. It's about sharing everything. I mean, investment ideas, yes. Lawyers, solving problems, you know, someone to help you out with your TAM planning on your holiday home, you know, everything. And so that's when it really clicked for us that everyday people are missing out on this organizational articulation of goals. And they're also finding it hard to share that information. 
So that kind of set us on the path of trying to solve more that ecosystem problem or that communication problem. Mm. It's an interesting um, way of, of viewing it. I mean, it's like most people when they first start um, investing in shares or ETFs, they've got to open up a, um, a an online trading platform or an online trading account. And uh, there's no thought given to the whole of the picture without having to go to a financial planner. So how are you sort of um, trying to fit yourself into that um, space and to give people the advantage of having, you know, like a whole family office and obviously in a very wealthy family and um, taking that, some of that and being able to give it back to normal retail investors? Sure. So it starts with the fundamental premise that everyone's working towards something. So there's a reason someone opens a brokerage account. What we're trying to do is pair that reason with the actual act of investing. We think that's really important because two things. It means that someone's going to remain committed, perhaps when the market's a bit jumpy. And two, they're going to have more of a dedicated idea of what they should invest in to suit that goal, right? So we start with a very long-term goal because that's probably the niche we want to focus on. So bringing it back to your question around what does the platform do? So we've covered why it exists to help with the goals and the and the sharing and fast forward to well how do we do that with shares so our focus is on helping people have a dashboard that has that long-term goal and we calculate that with them then have a portfolio because in order to reach that goal and get those market returns you need to have something that you're investing in regularly so our portfolio construction people can choose their ETFs or shares a number of ways. We rank them based on the most invested. We allow you to look at template portfolios where we've, using community data, put together a couple of templates where it'll pick a handful of ETFs based on a theme or a life cycle. Or you can browse other people's portfolios. It's not as scary as it sounds. Um, This isn't about copying trading or anything. This is really about joining the dots for people to go, okay, here's a real person. They're using this platform. This is their goal. This is their strategy. These are the ETFs they like. I may not copy them, but I'll probably learn something from them, right? The third element then is helping people be resilient and invest regularly. So you got your goal, you got your portfolio. You can go and invest one off if you like. Very simple. But what we also do is allow you to almost subscribe for your future purchases. So you set your date whenever you get paid. So an automatic deduction, is that correct. how it works? Yeah. yeah, correct. So it'll pull the money from your account just like your Telstra bill or whatever other utility. And it will spread that money potentially across your target portfolio or it'll buy one stock in your portfolio. It's a really simple way to take the kind of in the moment stress out of logging into that account. I'm doing it during market hours. I'm working. The market's a little bit up today. Should I buy today? Should I have bought yesterday? What we're trying to do is we're trying to focus people on the goal and having chosen the right investments. And then it's almost like forget about that act of buying. Let the platform do it. We hope, or the design is, that that'll make people focus more on where they're headed rather than Am I buying this at five cents more than yesterday? Yep, and uh, having a long-term focus as well. And, uh, you know, we, we've all heard about the long-term investors that are looking at five-minute charts all the time. Yeah, and, I mean, that's the thing. People say, and it's quite an often mentioned comment, well, 
if you're going to hold something for seven to 10 years, why do you care what the price was yesterday versus today? Mm. Now, it's easy to say that, but we're all human and even myself included, you just can't help when you see red on the screen or green on the screen, it just does it to you. Mm. So our way of combating that is just to remove it altogether. So we don't show flashing pricing. We don't show daily P&Ls. We don't show weekly P&Ls. We really pair that experience back. Some yeah, people there's find no, it. There's no bells and whistles, is, uh, is there, on the site at all? Well, it's yeah. I mean, there are. Yeah, it's it's one in, of those, in those terms, but you know, <laughs> getting all that information like charts and prices. Yes, if, and, if, it, yeah. I, the way I would put it is, we have we have looked at every single thing that you would typically see on a trading platform, and we've really asked ourselves: Does this matter? Does this help? Or is this just something that exists because someone designed a share trading platform twenty years ago, mm. based off a stockbroking platform? And no one's really thought about whether that's helpful. Yeah. That gets us out of bed. The idea that nothing is set in stone. We can reimagine investing. It's a very simple process. Some people are going to feel a bit funny about it. if They come and look at the platform and that's okay. Some of our customers still feel funny about it. And we still get asked for things like limit orders and other different bits and pieces. And, and it's a process for us where if you think about building a technology, we had an idea. We started with the bare bones of it. We've now got a couple of thousand people using it every month and checking it every week. So that feedback that they've provided has helped us refine it and we're going to refine it further, but really keep it at that core of if someone's asking for something or even if a lot of people are asking for something, does this help long-term investing or is it just something that is baked in as a necessary thing due to all the platforms we've used before? Mm. So it's a bit of an artisanal kind of approach really isn't it because you're reacting as you go along and taking on board user feedback and trying to build it so that um, it's really in the user's interest aren't you oh absolutely and i mean some people have described using community data to build templates and and looking at portfolios as a way of crowdsourcing the investment decision and we're pretty happy for it to be thought of that way so it makes sense that the platform itself should also have that core culture of crowdsourced, building it from the ground up with the feedback of the community. Yeah, yeah. Talk to us about ETFs because a lot of the platform seems to be involved in ETFs, obviously for diversification purposes, but also with relationships that you've built with ETF providers. Talk to me about the the ETF side of things. Sure. So as we were building the platform and we decided on the pillars of goals and then we decided on shares, we really had this realisation that in order to build a company in the financial services space that was different, you needed to stand for something. You needed to not only just throw your hands up in the air and say, you know, all care, no responsibility. So we fundamentally believed that ETFs were a fantastic product for pretty much any investor. So we were happy to put them at the centre of the experience. And that's what started us on the path to what is now, what we think is the best place to buy ETFs full stop. So there's been a lot on that journey. And actually, when we were prototyping the platform, we built a make-your-own-ETF prototype. And so Mm. it was was this cool thing where you selected themes and you might pick half a dozen stocks and you would effectively make your own ETF within a theme. It was really exciting. We had a lot of fun doing it. Then we realized you're only really going to appeal to a handful of people that are already excited about it. So we took a step back. And we thought, well, if people are going to, out to be buying the same five to 10 broad ETFs, 
let's just help them do that a bit better. Mm. So to your question around some of the partnerships, obviously it's an interesting marketplace where you've got companies that are listed, you've got ETF managers that are investing in the companies that are listed. Their business is obviously built on getting more people to buy ETFs. So as a broker where we are actively trying to increase the market of ETF investors, it's a pretty good conversation to have. They haven't had a broker before or share trading platform before where ETFs are a focus. Add to that the fact that we are disincentivizing people from buying and selling that mm. trading behavior. We can go to the ETF managers and say, hey, there's this community of people that want to buy your ETFs and they want to put them in the drawer. So that's compelling. Mm. Along the way, we talked with a range of um, managers, learned a lot about the industry. And as we did that, we cottoned on to this idea that for some managers, there was a focus of their funds to appeal to certain audiences and that overlapped with our audience. So what we did there was we went to them and said, hey, if we can present your funds in a certain way and lower the barriers further for retail investors, then I think we can bring you a range of customers that may not have looked at your product before. What does that mean? Someone comes along and buys an ETF or a share on Perla and, and if it's a normal size to a smaller transaction, it, it'll cost $9.50. So we've had this conversation with a few ETF managers where we say, hey, if you actually fund that $9.50 for that person, they promise to invest and hold it for at least a year, you both win. You get a customer who's probably going to hold it for five, 10 years, and they get a little bit of a perk. It's not material enough to really move the market, but it's a nice perk. And in this world where institutional investors are getting huge discounts on management fees and really they're the ones that are playing in the margin the retail investors often pay you know rather than looking at it as a little perk it's a way for retail investors to access some of those discounts that the institutional investors are already getting and what's been really promising and what we're super happy about is in the in the three to four months since we've really let people on the platform we just did a survey so 89% of our investors, when they make an investment, plan to hold it for at least five years. 99% plan to hold it for at least a year. So either way you look at it, when someone makes that decision on our platform, they're making it going, I don't need this money for a long time. Mm. And that's great for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So which ETF providers are the ones that are um, organising that brokerage payment deal? Bear in mind, this was before we'd even launched and we were having these conversations with these massive companies. So everyone was very giving of their time. Where we got to was we were very happy and lucky and feel privileged to work with ETF Securities, Vanek and eInvest. And they were the three that appealed to us because their ETFs were not the biggest of the big, but also still really sensible. And between those three managers, a huge range of ETFs. So you could create pretty much any portfolio from those three managers and you would have an institutional grade global portfolio. So we're really happy about that. They've been fantastic partners for us, particularly in our startup phase. And it's great now that we've got people investing on the platform and we can actually see the volume and the behavior. We can share with them insights about who's buying their ETFs. It's really good to be giving them back something. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So tell us about investor behavior. What are you seeing from your data? Sorry, I'll just preface this question as well by saying so much is heard these days about the Reddit forums and the Robin Hood traders and, uh, you know, rocket emojis to the moon and this kind of insane behaviour on the part of investors. What, what are you actually seeing? Well, we all know that exists, right? The thing that we're seeing is a very different behaviour. And we've been saying this for a long time. So before we had Perla and when we were talking to investors and we were trying to explain what we were doing, it was hard yards. It was really hard yards to say the market is not made up of speculative 20-year-old traders. There are other people out there. There are other people out there earning good money, working hard and want to just get ahead and they're not interested in picking stocks. Then there's a lot of people out there who are just shut out of the market altogether because all they hear in the media is about these traders and they think investing is gambling. So that ties into, again, part of our reason for existing is to try and break down some of those barriers, try and really show people that there's more than one way to invest. So we set out then to speak to that audience specifically. And we did that in a few certain ways by working with content creators like yourself who have an alignment of goals. And what that did was it put us in touch with this more niche community, I would say niche but growing, of people that are probably non-finance native but are self-taught in investing, appreciate the ideas around ETFs and, and really appreciate the theory behind dollar cost averaging. So that's just an overlay for you in terms of as we were going to market, we really wanted to have some group of people we focused on. And we're really happy because now that we've been open for a few months, the data coming through is showing that, yes, in fact, the people using the platform are showing those behaviors. Mm. So there was always a chance that maybe people would still be buying and selling and just taking advantage of pretty reasonably priced brokerage, but that's not the case. So a few things, we just aggregated some data and I can share with you some insights from that. First and foremost, we set out to talk to sophisticated ETF investors, but we've been really surprised that the number of younger investors coming through. So 59% of the people investing on Perla made their first investment within the last 12 months. And almost two thirds of that cohort made their first investment in the last six months. So there's definitely something happening. It's, it's cultural, but it's also the fact that new products are coming to market that are easier to use, right? Second thing about how our community looks and feels, we're hitting almost 50-50 in terms of gender balance. In fact, we're 50% women, 49% men and 1% non-binary. Again, some of these things are not what drives a business, but when we set out to create a business that was going to be different, we wanted to make sure that we were proactive 
And we also wanted to make sure that we didn't just fall into the same patterns that the industry had previously. And I think anecdotally, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but let's just say historically maybe the users of certain fintech apps might be skewed more like 75 men, mm-hmm. 25 women. Let's just say yep. it's somewhere ballpark, right? So we're really happy about that. In terms of how we're living our lives with money, 69% of our users or investors are reading, looking, researching something about money every single week. So it's part of our everyday life now. It is. I mean, there's so many conversations happening about it on so many platforms and in podcasts and on YouTube and on uh, TikTok, everywhere. There's a real conversation happening. So people are becoming aware of it. Absolutely. Mm. And I'm sort of mid-30s now, but it wasn't like that when I was mid-20s and it Mm -hmm. definitely wasn't like that when I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. right? So the interesting thing for us is about 50% of our investors are between the age of 24 to 35 Mm -hmm. and then... 19 to 24 and, and older than 35 are probably split evenly. Mm. So the bell curve there is pretty interesting and younger investors are getting involved, which is fantastic. So a few other things that we can talk about are what we're investing in. So I don't mean necessarily the specific ETFs, although we can talk to that. Mm-hmm. 89% of our users are investing in ETFs and LICs, which is no surprise. Interestingly, though, 33% of them are also adding a few direct stocks into their portfolio, mm-hmm. 24% have taken some interest in crypto. So that doesn't tell you exactly how they're allocating to these assets, but it's a pretty good proxy, right? What it's showing is overwhelmingly this group of people, this community are putting most of their money into the boring stuff, which we love. The core, por- the yep. core portfolio. Absolutely. Yep. Whether they call it caller and satellite and all mm-hmm. these terms that we know, We'll probably come up with new names for it. But yeah. it's interesting because, again, self-taught, the asset allocation process is really important. So some other things to mention, 71% of our users, their overarching goal is to reach a, a state of financial independence. So the way we define that is having a nest egg or having a portfolio that's able to pay out dividends sufficient to fund your lifestyle. Mm. So for a lot of people... That's a goal of between $1.7 and $2.4 million based on an average distribution yield. You know, that's something where they can say, well, no matter what job I have, whether I'm working part-time, whether I take six months off, I now have this underlying stability in my life. So choice is mine. Mm. It's not about retiring. It's not about dropping out and going and sitting on a beach. It's about that security. And whether that's something to do with house prices and people can comment on that, you know, for us, it's just a fundamental thing that regardless of what people are saving for, it's a long way away. So it's nice. It's Mm. great. Yeah. Okay. So if people want to find out more about Perla, tell us the best way of doing it. Well, if you really want to get into it, you can go to Perla.com. But what we'd really love you to do is, is hear about us from someone else. And again, an unconflicted source talking about Perla from their own experience. There's a range of ways you can do that. Podcasts like ASA or Shares for Beginners, great place to start. If you want to have a look on Instagram or TikTok, you can search for Perla HQ. Then you'll see a range of people talking about Perla, users of Perla. And uh, Twitter as well. Twitter as well, Perla yep. HQ, of course. But the fundamental thing is what we're really trying to bring out in terms of the ecosystem is... We don't want to market to people. We want people to have found out about Perla through someone else. And that's the purest way of getting an unconflicted, unbiased appraisal. And then, you know, at the end of the day, every platform is slightly different. There'll be platforms that are better for other people. And 
you know, fundamentally, and I probably shouldn't say this, but it really probably matters more what you invest in than the platform you use. Great. Thank you very much, Nick. Pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for having me. Important. Please remember these podcasts are produced to provide information and education, and they're not designed to provide financial advice, nor are they a recommendation to buy shares in the companies featured or discussed. The Australian Shareholders Association does not endorse or favour any specific commercial product or company. Please obtain independent professional advice before investing. We value your feedback and questions. Please contact us at share at asa.asn.au if you have any suggestions for guests or specific questions you'd like answered. 